Good morning, Cincinnati, and welcome into another episode of the Bearcat Brunch, brought to you as always by our wonderful partners at Royal Links Golf Tours. Have you always wanted to play golf at St. Andrews? Have you always dreamt of that perfect pint of Guinness in Ireland? Well, Royal Links Golf Tours is a golf tour specialist offering unforgettable golf experiences to Scotland, England, Ireland, and Wales. Their custom itineraries are more than golf trips. They're immersive, cultural, and country experiences that will surprise and delight you both on and off the course. Royal Links Golf Tours is owned by former Bearcat quarterback Hayden Moore and his partner, UC alum Jeff Bartholomew. So if you'd like to play St. Andrews or Bally Bunyan or enjoy that perfect pint of Guinness, visit their website at royallinksgolftours.com or call them directly at 770-331-1525. And with that, we are off for... A not-so-great Sunday morning edition of the Bearcat Brunch as the battle for the victory bell goes back to Oxford uh, for the first time in a long time with a uh, Miami overtime victory, 31-24 in Nippert Stadium. Jeff, good morning, I guess. Good morning, Dave. Maybe not good morning, I don't know. Uh, There's a Bengals game on later that hopefully will be... Hopefully, I don't know. I don't even know anymore. <laughs> yeah, but uh, you know, it, we always said it was they weren't going to just win them all. I didn't think this was going to be the one that uh, that ended it. But you know, as we do on this show, I will kick it to you first with your uh, your big takeaway from whatever the hell that was last night. Yeah, I mean, I I think it's it's pretty obvious. Um, I've seen it everywhere, but you know, the, the stat of, look, when you get to the red zone, like you can't just either not convert it into a touchdown you you can't take field goal. If you take field goals every single time, even if you're playing, you know, a team that you should be beating by a fair margin, you're going to make it tough on yourself. And, you know, as they say, you let them, let them back into the game or really never putting them away or getting them out of the game. And, uh, you, know, you give them opportunities to to win it and leave it up to a coin flip of the, you know, overtime and just yeah, it's all bad. Yeah, I mean it's it really is. I mean we can talk many different aspects of this game, but let's be real. It's the That's red zone and red zone inefficiencies and even the sh- inside the ten. I mean we, we you can look at it from the first half. They should have put them away in the first half and not had to worry about any of this. I mean, you give up the first play touchdown, whatever, you know, it's coach Satterfield said it was a miscommunication, whatever you go right down the field and score. So it's, it's seven, seven, you're, you know, you're right back into the same, same situation. Mm -hmm. Threats intercepts the ball. You get it first and goal at the eight. We scored no points. Zero. Then, you know, right after that, you force a punt. You go right down first and 10 from the 11 field goal. So there are now, obviously you don't know how that drive is going to play out for Miami. If you score the touchdown to go 14, seven, but you know, and again, in the first half, first and goal from the seven field goal, first and goal from the six field goal, you know, first and 10 from the 18 at the end of the game. And you let a guy, the widest guy run runs in and, untouched to block uh what's essentially a chip shot you know 35 yard field goal that's 
that's not a hard field goal that you should be able to block up pretty easily. But I mean, you get you you give what seven trips, I think, in total, counting overtime into the red zone, and you come away with like sixteen points out of that. Yeah, I know. I, Emory, I think it Emory's was... run was seven was really. It's I guess it's all twenty four, but I mean. Emory's run was from 17 yards, so that's red zone. But, like, you have yeah. 49 potential points on the board and you score 24. You're not going to win. Like, it, you're not, you're not going to win games. It was just like, I, I don't, like, I, I, you hand the ball out. Like, we, we've talked about how you got to get, like, the running game going. Like, anywhere up until you got to the red zone, they were like firing on all cylinders. They had the running game going. They had two guys rush for over hundred yards. Exactly. And then you get, but when you get into the red zone and you're, you just get stuffed up. Yeah. Like you're not doing anything. And it's 500 to, yards of offense bet- between the twenties. If you, if you told me, I, I said this to Aaron, uh, and if you, but if you told me we were going to have that many yards and have the, I think the, Where's the the time of possession was crazy too. Yeah, 30, 36 we ran, minutes. We ran almost twice as many plays as they did. Yeah. If you if you told me all of these things, I would have been like, well, yeah, I mean, you know, we probably had, you know, our, our emptied the bench and let everybody get out there and get some playing time. And uh, you know, great. You know, let's go into Oklahoma three and oh. Something I didn't necessarily expect at the beginning of the season. No, I didn't, you know, I didn't either. Certainly... You, you know, we're you're moving games around, and so it, it, two and one is two and one, and that's what mm-hmm. we a lot of people thought, but it's just a different two and one. And absolutely, especially like it just offensively and defense. Like we we lauded and we talked about the ingenuity and the creativity and everything the first two weeks from an offensive standpoint, and then I felt like today yesterday we didn't see a lot of that stuff. And defensively, mm-hmm. especially the pick game, we talked about the attacking and aggression. And and yes, Miami ran a lot more quick stuff than Pitt did because Pitt didn't run any. But like it just felt like both sides of the ball were not doing the things that we had seen them do the first two weeks. And I don't know necessarily what you attribute that to. I mean, I'm going to give Miami a lot of credit. They ran good stuff on offense. Gabbert was much more of a runner than I expected him to be i mean they only ran their other guys running the ball had 20 carries for 48 yards and his his sack adjusted numbers um he ran for over 100 yards you know when you take the sacks away um and it was it was stuff that just like not in your lanes and you know it wasn't like he was making miraculous escapability plays it was just like all right they over pursued on this side. Nobody's open. I'm going to come out this side for 20, whatever, 20 yards, 25 yards. I was just say on all of those conversions where he, I mean, he, he should have been dead to rights in, in the backfield on every one of those that he scored it out. And it wasn't even, like you said, it wasn't like he was making some crazy cutback or like spinning out of a tackle. He was literally standing in the pocket and waiting for whoever was rushing in to bubble around him and go past him. And I mean, half of those I could have run for the first down on them, and I got a bad angle. Yeah, there's nobody just, there. It was. It just felt like all night, like that they were close to, you know, taking that one extra score, and but then 
every time they needed a stop, they couldn't get it. Or every time they got the stop, the offense couldn't, you know, would get bogged down again, especially in the first half in the red zone. Um, I mean, two sacks for the Bearcats, five tackles for loss. It just, it didn't, I don't know. It, you know and I'm, I'm probably, you know, not going to go back and watch it because I don't really have, um, not a, I'm not a hundred total masochist, but it just didn't feel in the game, watching the game, like that it was the same stuff we had been talking about the last two weeks. And, and I think Miami did some things like, I mean, they, they played a lot of, you know, a lot of guys in the box trying to stop the run game. And they yeah. did, they did in the sense of like, there were no big runs, but kind of, or not kind of Montgomery and Emery both averaged five yards a carry, but we like, we never saw the, the over the top, like real shot throws the one to Braden Smith, you know, he only had one catch and it took forever for him to get it. Like, you know, I talked about how their corners, you know, were youthful and I thought could get beat deep and we never really tested that. And I didn't think that Emery was and like, you know, I come back here and look, he's 18 for 34, 265. Like I, I didn't think he was quite as sharp uh, yesterday as no, he, he had wasn't. been the, the first two weeks. Um, I, you know, last week I, I talked to, well, when, when Hayden Moore was on, and we, uh, you know, we brought up, maybe that's two weeks ago, we brought up, like, how how difficult it is for a quarterback, like, have this entire new offense and be on the same page. And yesterday, really, the only one that he was on the same page with was Xavier Henderson. And, you know, he's had at least some previous playing time with him. He It kind of looked like what I expected to see in the EKU game uh, of guys that, you know, weren't exactly right where they were supposed to be. You know, guys making cuts or not making cuts when they're when they should be, and things not flowing properly. Like, yeah, you you start to to go go go, and then they have some some mess ups. And I thought that would be what we saw in week one, and when we didn't see it in week one, and then we didn't really see much of like any true issues against a a pit team who we thought was going to be really like maybe good, but maybe they're not because they lost yesterday to I think West Virginia's backup quarterback. Did you um, see old buddy's line? Phil Dracovic's no. line? Oh, where he was mad that people were booing him? No, no. I mean, his box score yesterday. Oh, no, I did not. I think he was 8 for 20 for like 80 yards and 3 interceptions. Okay. So, you know, maybe... <laughs> maybe you know, Pitt's was not good. Maybe it's not the quality ACC win we thought it was. <laughs> um, but I, I just... I felt like yesterday was what I expected to see at the beginning of the season of like not, everything not firing on all cylinders all the time and and some silly mistakes here and there. Um, and instead we get it in, in week three in Nip at Night in, in the uh, the all blacked out unis. Yeah. At I mean, home. Like, I, I totally understand any fan reaction. That doesn't mean I necessarily agree with it, but like is a poor performance all the way around. I mean, you have, you know, no touchdowns in the red zone. You got a defense that, you know, you look at the box numbers, it's like not too bad, but situationally it didn't play out very well. And then you have a major, major special teams error when 
all this stuff could have been wiped away. Like we could have been on here right now talking about like, hey man, that you know that shit's not going to play in the Big Twelve, even against some of the teams that we don't think maybe are as good as everybody thought coming into the year. But they figured it out. They got the you know they got the win, whatever. Blah blah. You know, you know you're not going to everything's not going to be pretty. But now you you end up losing it because of those things. You know, so it's spread across the board. Like you know, everybody's going to focus in on the red zone stuff and i and i totally totally agree but like you can't have a miscommunication on the first play of the game with the guy with the only guy that you know they're going to throw the ball to yeah for 77 yards like let's not shortchange him 79 yards uh-uh. like okay. did you watch the umass film did they throw it to anybody else like we talked about, he had 16 say, catches he... coming into the se- this game. Nobody else on the team had more than two. How do you have a miscommunication on that guy on the first play of the game? Like, yeah. you know, just inexcusable things all the way around, uh, in my opinion, that, you know, that should not, be, you know, should not happen. I mean, when you go back, and I know we were just talking, like, but when you go back and, like, look at the, their stat lines versus like our stat lines, this game shouldn't even have been close at all. I mean, let's see. They had a guy that had three three receptions was their top the top you know receiver. But they, I mean, they spread it out a little bit. But we've got a guy with twelve catches, one hundred and forty yards, and no touchdowns. Yeah, I mean two two hundred yard rush. But, but you have to make you know that's the thing is you have to make the plays in the moments that, you know, the high leverage moments. And they didn't they didn't make them yesterday, whether it was missing a block, not being in the right spot on defense, getting another pass interference call, missing, you know, having the field goal blocked. Like, their punter had two 60-plus yard kicks. Just all, all the little things at the right times, you know, we got a stop on them pinned fairly deep in their territory – and then he booms one and, you know, basically, you know, flips field for all intents and purposes. But, like, you know, you can box score the game, but watching the game, it was clearly obvious, like, they were making the plays in the moments and we weren't. Like, you can't get it. Like, you can't get down in the red zone that many damn times and have first and goal from the seven, the six, the eight, and score six points on those three drives alone. Like what you know, you can call it play calling, you can call it execution. It's both. Like everybody's gonna be like, call better plays. I mean, shit, guys. Like the play, the plays are probably fine if they're executed. Like this is true. Every play, can... every play call on three drives inside the ten yard line weren't bad. Like block somebody, make a play. Like it's frustrating. <laughs> it's frustrating, is what it was. Is like sit there and watch it and like slowly have the the feeling like setting in like things aren't changing they're not figuring this out like we this is going to come down to the very end of the game yeah i mean yes and then that's on the coaches to make adjustments right you know with with formations or personnel groupings or whatever but like when it push comes to shove we ran for we we ran for 200 yards with a quarterback and a running back but we couldn't run for, you know, a total Three. of 
you know, 20 yards on three drives with the, you know, with those same guys. So it's like the play calls seem to work just fine at other areas of the field, but uh, certainly not in the red zone and in, inside the 10. So, you know, something, you know, but that's again, like, we didn't see, I don't know. We didn't see the same, like there was nothing to Aaron Turner really. Well, they, they, the one thing they the tried one to Aaron they, Turner was the little, the little, and, uh, yeah. And they got blown up because we didn't block it. And they, well, we didn't we, block we're, it. We're and then we're lucky the, to recover the fumble bounced the, right to John Williams. The pitch back to him was like a full arm's length above his head. Yeah. I mean, it was all, uh, it was just all out of sorts. And that's the kind of stuff I'm talking about with like, that's the stuff you expect to see at the beginning of the year. That, with a that's team the that has weird 8, thing is like and... the execution and the operation was was for the most part very clean the first two games, and it just was not for whatever reason yesterday. So, is that just a good game plan by Miami, and you know, just one of those days? You know, is it? a sign of things to come against better competition. I, I mean, I'm not going to read too much into it this morning, but like, it'll certainly be something to watch. Like, mm. you know, is my, but like, I don't know. I, I understand everyone's um, frustration, but like the plays were there to be made. I mean, they made, they made plenty of plays throughout the majority of the game. Didn't make them when they needed to inside the red zone. You just, you know, you give up four points on three drives you're not going to win. And they didn't. And it allowed them to hang around game very easily could have been over in the first half. If you score on that drive after the threats interception and score you're, right up 14, at the you're up 14, seven, and maybe you get a stop and you score again. Like you, you had no problem moving the ball. It wasn't like their defense really stopped you until you until got the red zone. until they had to, which is all the credit to them. I mean, yeah. Some so you're outstanding like five yards and in goal line. Their goal line defense, it seemed like the stuff of legends. <laughs> like, how does that happen? How do you let that happen? I'm just befuddled, Dave. Befuddled. I agree. It is. It is befuddling. <laughs> um, not not sure. Um, I mean, obviously Ryan Montgomery got the all the carries for the majority of the game, not sure if something happened to Kiner and, and I'm just not aware of it. And that's why he, um, went, they went with he Montgomery. Was back, he was back in at the end. I know he was. Yeah. And that's so I don't know if they just went with Montgomery because like, he's a little more shifty. Like I was talking to Aaron about this last night. Like, I don't know if they thought, you know, with him being more shifty and they were having difficulty, you know, blocking these guys down the red. I, I don't know. It was it was very strange because like a lot of people brought it up like where's Corey at? Like, I mean, he, but he, I mean he ran he ran the ball well he played he yeah. played good, um, so I mean he certainly took advantage of his uh, uh, opportunity. Uh, mm-hmm. You know we just wish we could have gotten you know better results down there inside inside the red zone. That's the that's the cra- I mean and that's the thing like I was looking on game on paper today. Did yeah, you look I, at that? Yeah. It's I almost all would... it's almost all green. Yeah, except for red zone success rate. <laughs> so like everything about the game doesn't it really just boils down to what happened inside the tens. Because yeah. you know, if you're looking at it looking at it from a data standpoint or an analytical standpoint, like 
outside of some, you know, and this is again, Miami, they didn't run a lot of plays, but they averaged like 10 yards of play uh, or seven yards of play, 10 yards of a pat. Like the defense was just not good enough in, in some of those situations now that, you know, but it all, it all works together. So I'm not putting the blame on them. I mean, you don't score with that many trips inside the red zone. That's on you. Right. But their offense wasn't, we didn't exactly like, you know, choke them out, so to speak, like they did to Pitt in the first half. Like they had success moving the ball, whether it was throws, whether it was Gabbert, I mean, Gabbert running. Well, it just um, seemed, it seems literally I mean, like every time, every time we would get, I mean, what were they on third down? I think they were, okay, so fourth. Really, that's not even that great. They were four, four, ten on, on third down. It just seemed like when they, like the, like the pivotal third downs, where it was like, okay, so maybe there's like some three and outs we throw in there, whatever. But then we didn't capitalize on the backside of it and on the ones that mattered are the ones where we over-pursue around the outside. There's no, literally nobody in front of him, and he you know scoots off for, for a first down. You're like, there's nobody. It's seemingly not one defender in the middle of the field, and dude's having to come from you know, 15, 20 yards deep to come all the way up. And, and stop him or he's sliding down or you know sliding out of bounds or whatever and we just it, it was not not what i expected to see you know, the, the the line yeah i didn't have this on my bingo card no that's um, two it's two it's two weeks in a row where like you said they did a good really good job on third <clears throat> third down against pit but it was like the third and eight or third and 12 <clears throat> that they would pick up and it was it was kind of the same thing yesterday um <clears throat> But I mean, that's that's the hard part of trying to analyze this is that did Miami just play a, a really really good, you know, inside the red zone game because UC did not struggle to move the ball. Like they got down there how many damn times, but couldn't yeah. couldn't score. So it's. You know, it's it's kind of like are you, you throw the baby out with the bathwater, because um, it's like they did a lot of good things, but then just couldn't couldn't you know convert, and that's the only thing that really matters when it comes down to it. Yeah, and I mean, like you're going into halftime, it was like I was talking to some people, and then like kind of looking around around the uh, NCAA throughout the day, and there was you know a lot of games were kind of weird going into half and so and, and you just you want to think and believe like okay a lot of these games a lot of times the you know one team comes out and is doing whatever they need to do to keep it close or maybe they even have the lead going into the half and then you know, the better team gets into the, into the locker room and they're like look like we can't have this anymore and then you come out and they blow them out of the water in the second half and you, you you get away with a win and and you move on and it just it was like the gears were still stuck in the second half and like yeah it's gotta I mean, be it's gotta get like, fixed by the time you get into next week and i know it's been our it's been our bread and butter through two staffs really but like the the tight end stuff with peyton singletary or michonne like coming across the formation even if it's just a little bit of a few yards, like it was in the pick game. It, you know, he had the 12 yard touchdown, but then there were several others where it was like, you know, 
just two, three, five yards. There, there was none of that. There was none of, again, nothing really to Braden. Not even really any targets. I mean, his only target, I think, was that, again, insane great catch. Um, but no, no, none of the orbit motion. No jet sweeps. No, you know, it's. I, don't, I mean, and and again, I say this from t- after tailgating and having a good time, and like, I'm not game planning. I don't know what they're looking at to say, you mm-hmm. know, this, they're going to take this, take this away by the way they run this formation and whatnot. So this is just a Sunday morning quarterbacking type thing, but right. it was, it was just, it was just confusing, a little misunderstanding to, to not see some of the stuff that had been successful in the first two weeks in a game when they had no problem moving the ball but couldn't capitalize. So maybe, you know, you see a few different things on those second, third, fourth trips into the red zone, you know, after you realize what maybe your plan was and now it's you know not working. So we, you know, try, I mean, you have a, you have a design sheet, your red zone plays. Like these are supposed to be the plays that, you know, you don't call the same play that you would call at your own 30 that you right. call on there for, um, but so you have a grouping of plays that you feel confident about. And I guess maybe they need to burn that set and come up with a new set because they, they elicited no confidence uh, <laughs> with what we saw, but you know, I'm, I'm going to give Miami credit. I mean, they played a great game. They especially played a great defensive game in their high, in the high leverage moments. So you know, uh, kudos to them, and yeah, you just have to come back today, tomorrow, get, and get ready for a team that is that is humming, that is going to, you know, probably score some points, and you're going to have to figure out a way to to stay with them, and you know, figure out how to cause, how to capitalize. Because I think we have talent on offense. Like, yeah, oh, Emory I, I mean, Jones. Yeah. Emory Jones has been a much better player through three games than I have seen out of him, especially at. Uh, Arizona, Arizona State, State yeah. but even you know, and he's much older, more mature, and you know, all tons of things go into that. But like, the offense has talent. Obviously, they have good skill guys. They have. I think the line still needs to to be better. You know, there were too many times that he was under pressure uh, yesterday. But they have offensive talent. They just have to be able to, you know, in this case, capitalize on it and. Next week they're gonna have to they're gonna have to it's gonna be a shootout type game if they want to win. They're yeah. not gonna they're not gonna hold Oklahoma probably to you know 21 27 points and, and win that way. So um, you know we just have to to figure it out because they you know now's now's the big 12 schedule and Oklahoma's playing good. Right after that, BYU, I think, is probably a, a little bit of a surprise going into Arkansas and getting getting that win. So it's it's not you can't uh, can't sit around and, and think oh. about this one for too long. No, I mean it, it's what we talked about. You know, when you get into the Big Twelve, you're not going to have you know we you're not going to be able to stack weeks and weeks of of opponents that are uh, very beatable. It's going to be these coin toss games that we talked about. Um, Alex brought up a good point over here, and I actually uh, I noticed this. Coming out of the half, um, it did seem like we put a spy on Gabbert on the on like a third. It was a third and fifteen, maybe, or it was a third and long. Um, and he 
he did get out. We uh, we over pursued around the outside on the edges, and he squirted straight out and was running for which would what would have been a first down. But we had a spy on him, and I don't remember if it was Greshik or if it was um, Pace. I think it was Greshik was right there and just kind of ran him out of bounds, kind of pushed yeah. him out of bounds. And I was like, oh, okay, like we've we kind of figured that out that you know he's going to be able to pop out on these little uh, on these longer third down conversion attempts. Um, and then I don't, I don't know that I saw, uh, like a spy on him again. Yeah. And, no, and, I... and it just, it's something that like, the, where he's saying that they implemented the, the spy yeah. and it worked, it did. And then I didn't see it again. Um, and he's, I was, I was disappointed. Like you gotta be able, like, and I'm not saying this, this is like, a. I don't mean any disrespect and then I'm about to disrespect you. I, you know, it's always one that I find funny, but like, let's just be honest. <laughs> you got to beat Miami's offensive line with your freaking three or four down linemen. Yeah. Like you shouldn't need to send the damn house every time to get to the quarterback. And we just, we didn't do it. Like I didn't, you know, the guys that we count on, I didn't, you know, I didn't hear much and see much about them. Like you got to be able to, to do that with your four, with your front four or your front three, whatever it's going to be, if they're supposed to be as good as we all think that they are. And I think that they are good, but you know, when you do blitz, you can't have guys running into each other and over pursuing on one side of the ball where all he's got to do is come out the, come out the other side. Um, It's, you know, it's disappointing all the way around in my opinion. Like obviously you lose that game. Nobody wants to lose any game. Nobody wants to lose a game to their rival that they've beaten 16 years in a row. Uh, but, you know, there's so many things that, and that's probably why I'm not going to rewatch it. Well, <laughs> because, I, I told, because I, I, told Aaron. I don't want to get more annoyed by certain things that I probably didn't see on, you know, live. Oh, um, oh it, it's there. I, I, I started to rewatch it this morning. Uh, I watched watched the made it uh, i think three drives in so i saw the the long touchdown then uc come back and score and then right after the i guess that's technically four drives i because i watched all the way the threats interception and then the inability to to do anything at all with that zero points zero points and um i was like i can't i just can't do this like uh every time they would show martin on the sideline i'm like i hate that guy (laughs) like i just i I greatly dislike him i mean somebody brought it up over here and i know aaron talked about it in the little pre-show thing like his comment about uh expecting a one and a half million dollar check on his on his desk or whatever like get out of here dude hey dude you win you can say whatever the hell you want i I agree you can i mean i it doesn't it doesn't bother me um like you know, you've got you've been getting your teeth kicked in for, for nearly a quarter of a century. Yeah. Uh, you know, you finally get like one at, anyway. at their at their place. You know, in their big you know nip and night thing, man. I'd be I'd be talking all sorts of stupid stuff. <laughs> Probably true, and yeah, it in a vacuum. If you told me a few weeks ago that going into Oklahoma. UC would be two and one, and you know there. I would expect that it would have been a win against EKU and a win against Miami, and we lost. 
you know, the pit on the road and we were going into, into Oklahoma with, you know, maybe some, yeah, it, it could, this could be a, you know, a nice little upset win or whatever, but yeah, I mean, I think you, ex- you take it ex- out and you, yeah, expectations change and that's how sports work. I mean, just because you went into a year, maybe not expecting something, you're not going to hold on to that if it's, if your team is showing you otherwise, but now they show you this. So yeah. maybe it, maybe it's, you know, back to more of where, you know, maybe there's a little pumping of the brakes needed as you see how other teams perform and yeah. you more data points. So you know, I, like... I still like a lot about, uh, I still like a lot about what this team has and what this team can do. And, but you know, there was a lot from yesterday that is concerning on on all aspects. Of, all the way around. Yeah. You know, yeah. You know. I'm not one to tell people how to fan or, or no, what no, they want to do. And and I know we've said that like before. Um, so like, you know, if you if you want a, a wholesale change of the entire program, like for the next seventy two hours until maybe some things <laughs> settle in and like that that's cool. Like have at it. I'm not going to yell at you. I'll, I'll listen to your opinion. If I don't have to agree with it. Um, but <laughs> Alex just rewatched the pit game instead. I think um, I've watched that enough. <laughs> yeah. But it's, uh, you just get frustrated with it, but you gotta, you gotta move on there. There's more games on the schedule at the end of the day. They do all count the same. Uh, this one just you know, counts different emotionally because of what it is and who it's against. And I think it's also frustrating because there, like, it's frustrating because I think the majority probably didn't expect the pit win. Right. So you get the pit win and now you're expecting to be three and oh, and you're looking at it like, man, this team's already three and oh, you got nine games left. We only need three to go to a bowl. Like the big 12 is not looking like, you know, outside of maybe the, the very top of the conference. It's a lot of muddled middle mm-hmm. and, you're thinking, okay, man, maybe we can uh, have a little bit better year than everybody, you know, thought we could going into the season, and and that would be a very nice first first step, first season for this new program, new staff, and a new conference. But now you're like, okay, now we're back to now we're two and one, and we got a really tough game coming up, and you know, if they drop that, then they're two and two, you know, do them do the schedule game all you want. But I think right. that's where the frustration comes in is that. The game was there to win. It wasn't like you just played a much better team and you you couldn't do anything about it and, you know, just wasn't your night or whatever. Like, the game was there. We didn't have six turnovers or no, there was no crazy injury. Like, you did everything you needed to do to win the game until you got down inside the 10-yard line. Right. The, the part that, that matters, like, you know, I saw people saying stuff like, oh, well, it, it, it's okay. Like, we – we were down there like we should have had those points if we have those points we're winning i'm like but we don't have those points and we're not winning if we and, if like, we had this point yeah like, right. if i was six five i you know might have been a better basketball player and then they then they fall back on the well we were only expected to win four games this no, year don't give I'm me like, that I, i'm like, like that's that doesn't like that's that's stupid I, I don't <laughs> i don't like like that that is a bad argument don't don't rationalize we don't rationalize this. yeah don't rationalize losses because people that don't follow the program that closely thought they weren't going to be very good. So let's dive in even deeper. Like, okay, 
We were only expected to have four wins. Well, one of those four wins was expected to be the Miami <laughs> game. So, yes. and we didn't. So right. like, you can you can play that game all day. Like they just they didn't get it done, and I'm sure they all know it. And you know, hopefully we you know we see a little different uh, little different uh, outcome next week. Um, it's not, certainly not going to be. It doesn't get any easier from here on out. Uh, no, there's no not. there there are no more you know easy games left. Like you can't look at your schedule and be like, oh, we get a break this week because you don't. I don't no. care how I don't care how some of these teams have performed so far this year. You're in a Power Five conference against teams that you know have you know, three, four, five star guys yeah, on, the, you're, on the roster, I mean, and you're going to run into that. Take take everything yesterday and put it up against any team we're going to play the rest of the year. You're going to lose if you don't if you can't convert like they couldn't convert yesterday. So there's no. There's really maybe not you know not a not a whole lot that else needs to be said. I mean, this one was a pretty. I mean, we can we got into it and we dug into it and talked about it, but like it's pretty cut and dry what happened. Yeah, I think Darren brings up a good point, and I, I kind of mentioned I, like I thought that they maybe did look a bit like they were potentially looking past Miami because um, they know they got Oklahoma coming in, but I don't know, and I don't buy into the like like I. There was the talk that like you know you got all these guys from the portal and whatnot and like they just don't they don't um they don't have the same feeling for the rivalry and they don't you know they don't they're not getting up for it the same way that like local kids would get up for it and yeah then I, you... I don't really buy it because it's not like it was a lethargic performance like it just it everything was everything stopped when they got up. inside the tent <laughs> yeah. so you can't say like oh well they did they were up for the game you know in between the twenties, but then once they got into the t- ten, they and then they, they didn't pass them. Yeah, that's that's also fair, and I like I don't buy that kind of thing either because like you know we, we can talk about it here briefly after all this is done. But like you look at a team like Colorado that had like a wholesale change of their their entire roster overnight, and uh, they were pretty fired up for that rivalry. Yeah, it's it's just it happens. Like we're not, you know. We're not going to win them all, and you're going to lose that. You lose this one, and it makes it sting even more. And because of the circumstances, so uh, oh, it's 100 percent an excuse, Brian. It is. That's said, what we're saying. Is like yeah. it's not, I not. I don't use it. Like uh, I, <laughs> I don't. I don't like the whole. Like oh, we didn't. We were looking ahead, or oh, we didn't want to. You know, the old sec trope in the meaningless bowl game like we didn't yeah we didn't want to be here blah blah, blah you, know, whatever, you know whatever um so yeah it was it was a weird game offensively like gmx said you kind of did whatever you wanted to do until you got inside the 10 we did and, only punt twice yeah they punted i think four times we punted twice they punted we, each had, we each had two turnovers um one of ours was you know at the very end, in in the end zone in very overtime. Strange, yeah, strange, was, like... I'm not sure what happened there. Um, someone maybe I don't know if someone fell down or ran a wrong route. It was he threw it, you know, to, he clearly threw it <coughs> to a spot <laughs> that he thought the guy was going to be. Well, I think that's what uh, when I was talking to Aaron last night because I brought it up in. He said in his, uh, I guess in when they talked to Emery after the game, that he thought that there might have been uh, a pick somewhere because he was expecting i don't know who to to come yeah. across there and um i haven't 
I, I did. I, I he thought there was PI, not okay. a pick. I thought there okay. might have been a pick, uh, oh, okay. but he thought there was PI. Okay. okay. Um, and, and like, and that, that that's another thing. Obviously, like, I don't know. I'm not a fan of like Wiggins. Wiggins fell down. Okay. And he thought he was knocked down, but he threw it to where Wiggins was supposed to. He said there was a drag route. Wiggins was supposed to come across the middle and come open, and he got ran into ran into, I guess he ran into traffic and fell down and nothing was called and probably shouldn't have been like there's, well, I don't know there's gonna if be you're traffic gonna call, in the end zone if you're gonna call an uh, an illegal man downfield from the two yard line from the two what are we doing if you're gonna call that you should probably call every little nitpicky thing uh, in in the game right, the other the only other officiating thing I wanted to ask about. How is there not a flag on Ryan Montgomery getting headshot? Oh, get, getting like depleted when the ball yeah. is well over his head. And How's like, it not defenseless receiver, unsportsmanlike conduct? Like th that has to be something. Ooh. And the guy was standing right there looking at it. I like I had it, and he just like shook his head no. Like no, that you're allowed to do that. That's fine. <laughs> that's that's all clear. Like that that there's a flag on that play 99.7% of the time. I, whatever. It's because we never I never broadcast in the daylight. <laughs> I'm a broadcasting vampire. I work night shifts. Now I'm gonna go back to cooking getta and hash browns. I'll bring some over to my house when you're done. So I like, yep. Yeah, I mean Put a bow on it. Yep. Sucks. Forget about it. Move on. Figure things out for next week against Oklahoma because that's a. Uh, it's gonna be an interesting. Yeah, get our buddy Dylan Gabriel back in Nippert Stadium. I don't like that guy either. <laughs> There's a lot of people I don't like. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, is there? I know there wasn't a very good i guess slate of games yesterday especially the early games were quite a quite a chore to try to find something worth watching i did i did enjoy the ou iowa state slog that uh you know you could you could show that to detainees and try to get them to to, to spill the beans on on something that's like a form of torture that game was but um, obviously it was not a good day for the Simone household the Vols apparently looked like total garbage Michigan State got throttled we really we really need a big uh, big bounce back from the Bengals today Georgia, <laughs> it's going to be a, a pretty a pretty lost football weekend I mean Georgia was Georgia was down 14 to 3 at the half they ended up winning 24-14. Like, you know, they came back and found a way. Notre Dame was tied up for a one-touchdown lead going into, into the half. They ended up pulling away over Central Michigan. Uh, Boston College really put it to Florida State and, and just didn't finish things off. Um, lost by uh, two, uh, which is, you know, good for them. Marcus uh, is banned, by the way. Oh. Well, <laughs> my brother my brother-in-law uh his wife went to tennessee and so like he's like a 
also a, a Tennessee fan by proxy, and so he was like breaking things down. Um, well, I like watched I watched me. one terrible loss yesterday. I don't need to watch a second. So we'll just let that one die. And then you got uh you got Alabama, South Florida, which was tied three to three for it seemed like ever. And then um I, I think Alabama also has like seven hundred quarterbacks and I can't can do I, I'm stunned that an offense uh, orchestrated by Tyler Buckner is not good. Well, he was, he didn't orchestrate it for very long because I think he went like three for 14 and then they pulled him out of the game and then put somebody else in that also couldn't do anything. Oh, did um, they put Jalen Milrow in? Uh, no, I want to... Or they put the freshman, Ty Simpson, in? Yes, yes, Ty Simpson oh, was in. Yes. What's wrong with... So, <laughs> is Jalen Milrow hurt? I have no idea, but, but Tyler Buckner was five for 14 for 34 yards, uh, no touchdowns, no interceptions, uh, with a QBR of 15. And then they put Ty Simpson in, and he went five for nine for seventy-three yards. Oh my god! Yeah, it was it was a it was not good. Uh, they had their running back uh, Roy Dell Williams had seventeen carries for one hundred twenty-nine yards. Yeah, they ran it pretty well, but I mean, Ty Simpson had nine carries. Well, this isn't fair because yeah, I mean that was, he was sacked a lot because he this, has negative. This whole week yards. just felt like uh, <clears throat> this whole week just felt like a. Uh, survive in advance type of week and everybody was anticipating next week and all the big games and you know you had georgia alabama you know play with their food quite a bit but end up winning and uc was you know did not do that so i mean the thing is how many games are you going to win when you don't play your best but you still find out figure out a way to get it done knowing that you're not going to play your best you know 12 more than likely unless you're you know in the national championship picture you're not going to play your best 12 games out of the year i mean we didn't play our best the year we went to the playoff in some games and and just figured out ways to win so it felt like that was kind of the day yesterday you got missouri beating kansas state (laughs) on a 61 yard field goal that thing would have been good from 70. well their kicker is like 250 pounds they call him the thicker kicker. He needed every ounce of it, apparently. It was that was a boot, an absolute, and I think it's also the uh, the SEC record for longest made field goal. I would assume so. So good for him. <laughs> <laughs> and then the Colorado. Yeah. Did you stay up for the Colorado Colorado State game? No, I was it, coming home, and then yeah, no, that's understandable. It was. Uh, it was actually like. It was it was pretty fun to watch just because it it was like two teams who very clearly like hate each other. Yeah. Like like the and it didn't matter that I guess like I mean Colorado State they were talking about I guess also had a, a pretty good like haul of kids from the portal. So like you're talking about you brought it you brought in kids who were putting this jersey on for the first time in this rivalry and like they clearly were like both teams were just like out for blood and I, you know it built up over the week or whatever they they made there were comments made back and forth that i'm sure people have seen and read about but it was interesting to watch that game go down like uh travis hunter i think got taken to the hospital i don't yeah. know what's going yeah. on like with that so but he's, he, he's it was out an, for a couple weeks it was an ugly ugly yeah. late hit i saw like, that collision like right in the just right in the chest yeah i mean and he was he was the ball was eight yards overthrown, had skipped off the ground. There was PI on the play. So, like, he was, like, held up, and then the the safety came over and just drilled him right in the chest with his, his shoulder and, and put him down. And then 
It was it was not it pretty. Was a, it was an, I think it's fair to say it was a pretty ugly week for the Big 12. Yeah. You obviously yeah. had the Kansas State loss at Missouri. Iowa State loses at Ohio, scores seven points. Baylor wins 30-7, to seven, but that game was 16-7 to seven well into the second half against LIU Brooklyn. Oklahoma rolled, UCF rolled, South Alabama dog walks Oklahoma State, at, you know, 33-7. Oklahoma the, State didn't score until the fourth quarter in that game. South Alabama's good. Like, I'm not surprised they won. I'm surprised they won 33-7. to You have the West Virginia game, BYU, that's probably, you know, pretty big win there. And then TCU crushed Houston. Texas kind of slept walk, which I was expecting after the Alabama game, slept walk past Wyoming. And then Kansas got everything they wanted from an 0-2 Nevada Nevada team. So it was not... It was not a pretty week all all the way around. Just, uh, I don't know, Dave. I, I want to forget about this one this week all the way around. There's no other way to put it. Yeah. yeah that's all you... I did. I did text you last night and say that I just wanted to sit here in silence for an hour. See how it goes. But we had enough to talk about, I guess. Absolutely. What um, talk a little little Bearcats in the NFL Week One? I think Ivan Pace. I mean, he's 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 the train of how did this guy not get drafted? Tweets is is not slowing down. He had a he had a solid yeah, was, solid Week One, and then again Thursday night, um, he led the team the first week in tackles. Yeah. So you get that. Uh, we'll get, we can run down the list real quick. Mike Boone was uh, he's with the Texans with uh, three. He had three receptions for eighteen yards. Let's see if there's anything that was like really stuck out. Kobe Bryant had nine tackles. Brian Cook had nine tackles on a and a fumble recovery. Jerome Ford, even though the uh, the Browns destroyed the Bengals, uh, Jerome Ford didn't have a, a super great game. He had fifteen, 15 for fumble yards. Yeah, uh, Derek Force. Had three tack or five tackles. Sauce Gardner had three tackles. Uh, surprise! Here's the the surprise of the day. Uh, Jason Kelsey allowed zero sacks. Oh yeah, um, stunning. A, yeah, you know, unreal that guy. I mean, how does a guy that it? That's another one. That's another one, Dave, of a guy that they're like, how is he so good? He's small, like he doesn't fit the the typical center position or the typical position he's in, and he's just made an absolute Hall of Fame career out of it. Oh yeah. Like, did you watch the Kelsey thing on Amazon Prime yet? I haven't. I haven't watched it yet. Ed's been trying to get me to watch. I just haven't had time. It's good. They did. They did a good job. And Desmond uh, Ritter did everything he was supposed to do in the. Uh, yeah. I mean, it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't like a huge gaudy no, stat line. Or but anything, he doesn't but, like if they, he wins. I'm trying not wins. to be like a Falcons. Like, they're like the Lions and the Falcons are my NFC teams. You know, for whatever that's worth. I just love their offense, what that offense can do. And if they just play any defense, they'll, they should have a pretty good year. Cause he's just going to be, he's just going to be solid for them. And with Bijan and um, shit, the other running back's name is escaping me that they drafted last year. 
and Kyle Tyler Pitt, Algier. Tyler Algiers, yep, and Pitts and Drake London, and you know what is hopefully a better, a little bit better defense in a what I think is going to be a pretty open division. Like they've they've got a shot, and you know he's gonna he fits what Arthur Smith wants to do, and as long as he takes care of the ball, mm-hmm. you know, with the way that they're going to run it, they're gonna they're gonna be a tough team to beat. Well, I mean, it's like it's like I said way back when. Like, I mean, and everybody said it really. Like, Desmond Ritter just he just wins. He doesn't have to be gaudy and flashy and you know do all the things and put the team on his back and and all that kind of stuff. He just like is like steady, and, and that's really all they need there. So good for him. Hopefully, he continues continues that out through you know for a while. Has yep, a nice, we need nice we need career. a. Uh... I think we all, well, not all, some people might not be fans, but a lot of us, we need a, we need a therapeutic, uh, uh Bengals victory today. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, I, our, uh, our, our sports emotions and fandom need a, need, need a much better showing and a win. That's for sure. That's absolutely what needs to happen today. I will not be able to, like, I won't be able to watch the Bengals game. Fried bologna sandwich asked us Ravens game and uh, 24 17 Bengals. I'm gonna say, say the Bengals get things together. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say 20. Uh, I'm gonna say 20 Bengals get the win. Um, I do before I know we're I'm really just coming up praying, praying at yeah. this point. Well, it's because last <laughs> week that loss is all on you for saying that you knew that it was going to happen. Um, but they don't uh, beat the Browns. Like, I what do you know, want me to say? Awful. Like, God, it just sucks. <laughs> that, that's another one, though. That's another like, yeah, it's the division, but it's also in state, and so like you run into far more of their fans like on a regular basis, and it's just disgusting. Um, but we are here at the the end of the the hour that we typically run up into. And uh, I, I did want to mention, because um, it's Evan Prater's high school and also mine, um, the Wyoming Cowboys put together uh, their 72nd consecutive regular season win. They haven't lost a regular season game since, I think, 2015, uh, which broke Moeller's uh, state record of consecutive regular season wins. So good for them. Congratulations. <laughs> but that is quite the accomplishment. But uh, but no, I think that's about all I want to talk about yesterday. So and we will talk about uh, it again. Again, I want to thank everybody that joins us live. It's always a lot of fun to get to interact with everybody. Please like, subscribe, you know, all those things that the professional podcasters tell you to do. And we will be back next week with another edition of the Bearcat Brunch brought to you, as always, by our Royal Links Golf Tours partner. And hopefully next week we are talking about a big win. Uh, Absolutely. As the Bearcats face Oklahoma in their first ever Big 12 game. So thanks to Jeff. Thanks to everybody for joining and have a great Sunday.